and welcome to another edition of Sanctified Reason, a show where we take a look at the things that go on in this world through a biblical perspective and maybe try to make sense of it. And with me is Dan Delzell, author of the Christian Post, a pastor at a church in uh, Papillion, Nebraska. And Dan, as we continue our conversation about the uh, events going on in our country, mainly the election, every time we talk, we think there's going to be clarity the next time we get together. And when we continue to get together on a weekly basis, there seems to be less and less clarity about what's going on. You know, the latest here, we have um, the election that is in flux still with a lot of confusion going on, a lot of claims of maybe voter irregularities, illegal ballots, mm-hmm. things like that. People trying to push a narrative that the election is already over and that we need to move on while others are trying to hold on to the fact that, you know, Trump can still pull it out. Um, a lot of interesting theories going around. Then on top of it, you've got um, the pandemic or the virus starting to um, rejuvenate itself and, and spread a lot quicker and a lot faster with a lot of people. And so that panic starting to set in and the narrative is being preached about that uh, lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccines. Um, and then that's become political. You know, it seems like nobody really cares about people. They just care about their agenda. They just care about their political power. They just cl- uh, care about their point in arguments and it seems like we're getting more and more in the mud as each day each week passes by and there's no clarity and even if let's say the election holds and we have new leadership it seems like new leadership isn't going to be able to provide anything because they don't have a clue what's going on yeah i tell you um all of that is is the same way i'm i'm seeing what's happening son and i think i think most americans at least anybody who has a level head, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that, that there are those who are clamoring for power. And we've just been through a season almost unlike anything we've ever seen, I, I'm sure, in, in America, son, where um, there has been such a concerted effort to get rid of the current president by such influential people that, that they have just buried their head in the sand when it comes to, you know, legitimate stories that you would, would assume they would want to investigate. And after spending three and a half years or more on this uh, Russian collusion hoax, which turned out to be nothing, and now all of that just is, is you know, coming out in the open and, and what, what they did to, to, to try to, to take down Trump, you know. Uh, you know, it's just very, um, it's very disappointing uh, when, when people – in these positions who've been entrusted by the voters to care about the people, which I, I, that struck me when you said that son, that, you know, it's like nobody's caring about the people. And, um, you know, that's not the way our nation was founded. I mean, we, we were founded by, uh, you know, individuals who had virtue, who were noble, um, who didn't think of themselves first. And today you're almost thought of as a, as a crazy person. If you, you know, think of others before yourself or you think of country before your own personal power agenda. So, no, I'm, I'm with you, son. I, it, it's, uh, it's a very strange time in which we live. And I'm sure as we discussed today, just some of the ramifications of the, uh, the, the fraud or at least uh, alleged fraud that seems to be, um, you know, quite, quite obvious that, that a good bit of it went on. And as we talk about that today and, and, and COVID and these other things, um, there's certainly a lot that we need, um, to bring to the Lord, isn't there? I mean, I was just, just today, I mean, I, I'm learning about people every day who have either been exposed to COVID or um, somebody in their family has, you know, uh, uh, I was telling you before we started the podcast, I mean, we've had a real uptick here with the cases. There's other places all right now, but uh, right here in, uh, in Nebraska, uh, I, I think our numbers are about five times as high in terms of, I think something like 2000 cases a day, whereas a couple of months ago, I think we were at four to 500 cases. So, there's a real uptick of people getting this. And so there's, you know, there's that issue, which is huge, obviously. And then everything with the election and it just blows your mind to try to wrap your mind around these, these fraud uh, stories that we're hearing. Um, unbelievable, you know, but I guess it shouldn't surprise us on because, um, you know, from the moment or even before uh, Donald Trump walked down the, the, uh, the golden staircase there at, at Trump tower and announced his candidacy, uh, they were out to get him. They were plotting to get him, um, just like they plotted to get uh, General uh, General Flynn. I mean, oh, I tell you, these are some very uh, very dark times in many ways, son. And uh, and the last thing I'll say as we get into this today is I just happened to um, 
look at uh, the, 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 the scripture passage uh, in, uh, in, in Colossians uh, that says he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And, and the word that struck me there was the word dominion and the phrase dominion of darkness. And then what we're hearing about this company named Dominion and its democratic ties and even socialist ties uh, with its parent company down in Venezuela. And uh, the way its parent company, I understand, was formed in order to rig elections, in order to uh, come up with a, you know, a computer program that can rig elections by, I guess, three guys in Venezuela. Um, and, and that's what they were about. And so uh, Hugo Chavez and, and the whole deal um, connected to that company. Well, now you got Dominion, and they're in control of, of the uh, voting machines, these computer uh, algorithms that are being used in all these states, including the swing states. And we're having some of these just just uh, astounding uh, things being said about like 6,000 votes just automatically being switched from, uh, from Trump to Biden. And we're hearing people say that, yeah, I mean, you can hack those things. And, and that's what, you know, that's what those algorithms are designed to do. And when people create those sorts of programs for uh, voter fraud and election fraud. So, boy, Tom, there's a lot to talk about. And uh, I'm just glad we got the Lord. I'm glad that he gives us sanctified reason, because um, without his insight, uh, we just have to rely on human reason alone. Um, it's getting darker and darker. It'll be very difficult to navigate these waters. You know, as it is, it's a challenge with the Lord on our side. But without sanctified reason, I don't know how a person would even begin to do it. You know, Dan, when you when you talk about things like integrity, honesty, truth, there's really no place that we can look outside of the Bible for that. Um, leaders in our political, you know, culture, they lack it. You know, we're we're talking about as our as of this conversation, Thanksgiving is approaching. And California, you know, has been given directives to stay home, not meet with people, not meet with family. And yet you have our governor who recently attended a birthday party for one of his political advisors. And the headline says that more people or more households attended that party than California advises during the pandemic. And then Mm -hmm. you also have schools being closed, but yet the governor's kids go to a private school and that's open. He had a winery that was open during the pandemic while other places were closed down and you look at this this hypocrisy and you look at you know these people and even our city government our mayor you know during the pandemic during the riots he's out there on his knees without a mask and a big you know group of people protesting what was going on like the summer was uh was going on you know a lot of places but then they come back and they try to preach to us and and you see this hypocrisy and I'm reminded of the 4th of July here in Los Angeles when they took away all of our fireworks. There's going to be no fireworks display. And yet everybody went out and got their own fireworks and lit up the sky like the 4th of July should be and had a lot of fun on their own. And and you start to see this kind of pushback. But again, there's no truth. You know, you, you, you talk to people, you look at the news, and there's no truth. There's just agenda. There's no honesty, no honesty in conversation. There's no honesty in the news that's being reported. There's no honesty coming from, you know, we couldn't even get uh, what Biden wanted to do with the Supreme Court, who he would nominate, you know, things like that. So there's no honesty. There's no integrity. I mean, integrity in politics went out the window. Ethics, you know, I don't even know if they teach that in law school anymore. And, And you take a look at all these things. And when you look at the world, and if you're looking to the world for the answers, no matter who you are, you take a look at the Democratic Party. Now they're infighting from the progressives yeah. to the more moderates. They're infighting amongst each other. And so people are turning on each other right and left. And we've really gotten to a state where unless we are relying on the Lord, nothing yeah. in this place is going to save us. And we can then start to understand why the things that you mentioned, why is there voter fraud? Why are there illegal votes being balloted? Why are people being dishonest? Why are people doing these things to get their agenda? Because that's what they're doing. They're relying on their own selves. Well, that's exactly right. And and when you talk about like the Democrats turning on one another, it reminds me of the the video I saw in the last week, Son, of of some protesters somewhere. And I guess it was, uh, you know, kind of the Antifa type group. And uh, anyway, they were in a park or something, and, and the, the point of the story was that they're kind of turning on one another. And so there's this, this pretty big guy, 
And then there was this uh, young lady who was kind of standing next to him. And I, she may have had her ar- or hand on her arm or on his arm or something, or I, I couldn't quite make out what was going on. But I mean, it wasn't anything that where he would have been threatened by her or anything like that. Maybe she was just trying to, you know, I don't know, calm things down. I don't know what the circumstances were. But anyway, he just hauls off and just starts slugging her in the face. And, and I think they both were there to protest, probably the same thing. But yeah, you know, um, when you don't have the Lord inside your heart, um, you know, once you think you have defeated your earthly opponents, then you start to turn on, on those who are supposedly on your team. And, um, and you know, you, you use the word uh, hypocrisy, son. And, you know, the thing about hypocrites in the Bible is that they didn't know they were hypocrites. Um, they had no self-awareness of their hypocrisy. Um, they were living in such darkness, this dominion of darkness that, that, that a hypocrite lives in, where he or she doesn't realize that, that they say one thing and they live another, or if they do realize it, um, they, 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 just don't, they just don't care. And, and so what, what's crazy to me, Tom, one of the many things is, you, you can have these politicians, these leftists, who for years are making up all this stuff about Russian, Russian collusion and uh, election interference, okay, without, without a shred of evidence. And now there are, there are instances of some very credible evidence about election fraud, the likes that we've never heard of in our country. Now, if it's, if it's going on here... Uh, it's really gone on under the shadow of darkness, and uh, it, I, I've never read, read about it really getting out to, to this degree. Maybe it has, and I just missed those stories. But but it is so obvious, and, and, and it's kind of like what happened, Son, there in the final weeks leading up to the election, when the mainstream media wouldn't even touch uh, the, the Hunter Biden story, wouldn't even touch when, when you've got, you know, this guy who worked with him, what Tony Babalini or whatever. And, uh, you know, he comes on and he gives his testimony and he's a, a very, you know, uh, reputable, um, uh, member of, of the, uh, armed services. And, and, and yet they won't even touch it. They, it's actually big. Not only will they not touch it, but big tech then will seek to shut it down on Trump's Twitter. Uh, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Um, I mean, most of his tweets now, you know, they're, they're, they're flagging. With, with this or that. I mean, this has never gone on before. I mean, this is closer to socialism than we've ever been. Um, and, and to have big tech and the socialists on the left, you know, in, in bed together. Uh, but I'll tell you, I, on a bright side, just, I guess, politically, maybe for our nation, son, um, you know, I think there, there really is uh, strong possibilities that, that Trump could remain in office if, if they're able to get this fraud. Uh, exposed to the degree that um, you know they're, they're wanting to get out here in the next few weeks, but but whether that happens or not, um, you know there's no question that the nation has not uh, as a whole bought into the AOC mindset to defund the police. Although I saw today she's out, you know, with that mantra again. Even like you would think she she would realize that uh, you know she's got Democrats blaming her for how many Demo- you know, how many seats they've lost in the House and 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 so. But on a positive note for the nation, the nation has tried to move more, you know, to the middle, away from anything, you know, leftist in terms of that sort of, um, you know, shutting down the police and, and just some of the other crazy policies that, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, socialists, you know, come up with. And, and so that, that, that goes well for, for some things in our nation. And, and maybe there will be uh, Republicans and Democrats in the House. Um, that, that can work together in, in a meaningful way. And, and if they succeed in stealing the election and, and getting Trump out of there, uh, you know, many feel like he's going to make a run for it in, in 24, uh, yeah, 2024. But whether he does or not, uh, I'm sure he'll be a presence now that this conservative revival has taken place in America. Um, you know, you, you, you don't need sanctified reason, Son, to have a conservative revival. You just need common sense. Um, but we're seeing enough people with enough common sense to, um, to come out to these revivalist type gatherings that Trump was holding, not spiritual revivals, but, but conservative revivals. And, and, and while that's not nearly as, as necessary and important for a nation or a soul, an individual as a spiritual revival, it certainly has many benefits for a nation and certainly for America. So, 
so these revival meetings, I'll call them, that Trump was holding, I think he had like 57,000 and uh, one, one of the places he was at and tens of thousands in different places. Well, um, all you need is common sense to get aboard that train. All you need is common sense to get aboard the conservative train. But you're going to need sanctified reason if you're going to get aboard the Bible bus, if you're going to get, uh, get, get aboard uh, what Jesus delivered, you know, 2,000 years ago, and what God, you know, had, had foretold for thousands of years before that. Um, and, and so that's all playing out at the same time. You know, the kingdom of God is advancing, son, while America is in this political war. And many Americans are waking up and realizing uh, we have a lot of socialists about it. And they've worked so hard to try to, you know, teach a young generation that socialism is good without ever taking them to Venezuela for a, a week or a month field trip. Let them live there for a month. And then have them come back and try to tell them that socialism is good. Try to tell them that it's good for, for them, that they're going to be able to even have that cell phone that they want to, you know, look at all day. And they're going to have a job and they're going to have running water and they're going to have protection, you know. Uh, but no, you know, the direction AOC would lead this country would be in the direction of like what's going on in Venezuela. So all you need, son, is common sense to see that that's a terrible uh, thing for a country to pursue. And apparently a lot of Americans, I mean, even those who, you know, even some who voted for, for Biden, um, I, I think must have enough common sense to realize we don't want the AOC ideology here. Um, you know, that, that would just be destructive. Uh, on many levels. You know, Dan, if I was to tell you of a place where churches are being shut down, Christians are being discriminated against, uh, the citizens have their electricity turned off arbitrarily, you know, where a million people can go without electricity, where people are being chased down for their political ideology where you have to kind of live in secret for some of the things that you believe, you know, you would think it would be some third world country somewhere. Right. But I'm talking about California. <laughs> yes. You know, California, Badly. California has gotten to the point where, you know, churches such as John MacArthur's church is being, yeah. uh, you know, persecuted unnecessarily for the things mm -hmm. that they're, you know, just for keeping the church open, you know, has nothing right. to do with the ideology. Um, you have yeah. other Christians being attacked for their beliefs. You have, you know, people that for the political ideology out here being attacked for their beliefs. You know, in some places, people are being hunted down. At least there were stories yeah. of that during the summer. You know, there's one place in Portland where one story where the guy was hunted down, shot and killed in the streets. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and so you start to look at it. And then, you know, here in California during the summer, the hottest Part of the summer, you know, about a million people just had their electricity turned off because California doesn't have enough electricity, supposedly, you know. Yeah. And so you're talking about something that is happening here in California, you're ha you know, where people always like to say it can't happen to us. It'll never happen here. But it is. Right. And people that are denying it are starting to uh, they have blinders on, I think, because they're starting to really miss what is going on. And so even though if yeah. you have an agenda, your agenda yeah. can come under scrutiny and the cancel yeah. culture can take whatever it is that you believe in and make yeah. it now bad. And people, when they're sheepish type thinking, will just follow suit yeah. and come after you. And that's the thing that, you know, people don't realize. And the more and more we do that, you know, you talk about the, the vaccine that's coming. You know, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about the mandatoriness of it. You know, can you, make yeah. someone, you know, take a vaccine or not, you know, and, and Ticketmaster just recently came out with something where they said that you're going to have to provide, I guess, a, a copy of your vaccine or something like that in order to go to concerts. Oh, you you're know? kidding. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that. And so it just came out. I don't know if that's just a California thing, but you're starting to get to the point where, you know, these things are yeah. being mandated and people aren't fighting back. They're just, accepting it yeah. you know people across the country if you want to see what something can happen to you yeah. just look at california yeah. look at all the liberties oh, yeah. that we just voluntarily give up mm -hmm. without even thinking about it you know on on a whole i'm not talking about every individual but on a whole people come here and then they just look at uh arizona look at colorado people yeah. that years ago yeah. were, were in california 
moved to these other states, and now they're starting to see those states become California again, and they're getting ticked off about it because the same people just move, and they just make that place worse. And that's the ideology of these people. And without God in the center, front and center, and relying on him, you know, you can't rely on man's own judgment and wisdom because it's flawed because we're all born in sin, you know, conceived in sin. And yet people sit there and they, they think that the government's going to save them. You know, you just take a look at, at the, 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 the conversation that people had between Trump and Biden. You know, even Christians, Christians would sit there and they would vote for Biden over Trump because, and then they'd lay out all these personal reasons, you know, basically yeah. personal sins that Trump right. was committing in their minds, which violates right. all kinds of biblical standards anyways, of the judgment mm-hmm. and stuff. But then sure. they will embrace an, uh, an agenda, a national platform that encourages anti-Bible things such as abortion. Yeah. And then yeah. they, they, they overlook the fact that Biden himself has done many of the same things, whether it be a racist, whether it be a sexist, whether it be, you know, accused of rape, uh, whether it be, you know, creepiness, whatever it is. He's done the exact same things and people overlook his sins just because they have yeah. a disdain. And I think that's the difference. If we look at it through God's eyes, Jesus's eyes on the cross, you would see that there is no difference between the sin of people because the people right. judging Trump are just as guilty and are worthy of hell as they think Trump yeah. is. But because Jesus died on the cross and, and saved us from our sin, we all have that salvation available to us if we, if we choose it. But when we look at our own eyes, that's where the muddiness and the blinders and, and the blindness comes from. Because we can't see what Jesus did for us if we're looking through our own eyes. We have to look through his eyes to realize exactly what it is that is going on in this world. Yeah, it it really does come back, doesn't it, Son, to just uh, having sanctified reason, which is something the Holy Spirit alone can give us. You know, I, I always go back to that passage, you know, the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Uh, I'm not aware of a a passage in the Bible, Son, that better describes the name of your podcast and better describes what sanctified reason is. It's this spiritual understanding, this revelation knowledge that comes from the Holy Spirit. And, And it's not to say that Christians... You know, everything Christians think all the time are always right. I mean, you just gave an example of, of, of some very, I think, misguided thinking on the part of Christians that would somehow uh, equate, um, you know, Trump's weaknesses, especially in his past, to a, a platform that is going to um, promote abortion. I mean, th- th- those two violations are on different planets in terms of um, their egregious and just uh, blatant um, uh, malicious, uh, conduct. Uh, but, uh, and, and, you know, Trump, I mean, sure, he's, he's an imperfect person as we all are, but, um, you know, we're talking about a platform sign and an ideology that, as you were saying a, a couple of minutes ago, uh, just like with Ticketmaster, you know, it, it seeks to control, control, control. You know, a lot of people will hear that story on Ticketmaster and not being able to go to a concert without the vaccine and they'll say, Hey, I think I've read in the Bible, you know, uh, the mark of the beast. Uh, you don't get that, boy. You know, you're not going to be able to, to, to get food and, and things like this. Well, you know, the, the, this one world government that, um, that that really Satan, you know, really aims for, you know, to control man in his desperate hope that somehow he can still uh, gain, you know, more power. But, but I mean, Surely you would think he realizes he has lost. I mean, surely you think he would realize that once Jesus died and then rose from the grave, um, I mean, Satan's, uh, his fate was sealed. You know, Revelation 20.10 tells us what's going to happen to Satan forever. Uh, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, nobody... Um, believes that or understands that with common sense because it's not common sense, but it is biblical revelation. Um, you know, we live in a day though, son, where even that term common sense, things that should be known commonly, um, even that becomes lost when people are spewing, um, dark ideologies, even common sense 
goes out the window. And, and, and we've certainly seen that in this obsessive, um, misguided effort to push transgender ideology on little children and on the nation. Um, but, but this is the slope that we've been on, really, Son, as a nation since the sexual revolution of the 60s, when, when, when people said, hey, you know, maybe God's plan for sex only in a marriage between a man and a woman, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's just going to inhibit us too much. Maybe that's not free enough. And, and so the whole sexual revolution exploded onto the scene. Uh, kind of the Hugh Hefner playboy life. I mean, it, it looks, hey, why not? You know, it looks like a life of pleasure. Look at Woodstock. I mean, look at, you know, just just uh, cut loose and, and go for it. Well, um, as anyone knows who's ever, you know, lived that way, um, you never satisfy the monster of, of sexual lust. Sexual immorality ends up burning you out. And, and you eventually either get burned out and die from it in one way or another, or you, you come to your senses. Uh, but then, but then that slippery slope that America was on, it led to them starting to promote, uh, same sex, uh, relationships as, as something that should be normalized and accepted, even though the Bible is very clear on that. It's clear on adultery and fornication and, and homosexual behavior. But then that, that was the next thing because you always have to, it's like a drug. You have to have something stronger. Um, and, and once you, the domino of, uh, just, um, fornication and so forth once that's fallen now the next one is homosexual uh behavior needs to be pushed until it's accepted and then once that you know was uh kind of brought into you know, the mainstream so to speak um what's next well now let's let, let's go for the transgender thing because you have to keep going one step further I, I shudder to think what would be next but who would have thought we would have been here um where now young children uh, are, are being told that they basically get to pick their own gender and if they decide today, it's, let's say, the age of six, that they don't like being a boy. They want to be a little girl. Um, no, they're not being told in many cases what, what you know, kids were, have been told forever. And that is, hey, you know, you'll grow out of it. And you just kind of, you know, let, let, let the child be a child. And, and, you know, the vast majority of them do grow out of, of that uh, gender confusion. But no, today, you know, what, what kids are being told is, well, hey, maybe, maybe you're not the gender that your parents and everybody have told you you are. And so why don't we start giving you some of these drugs? Um, and these are going to suppress some of your, you know, hormones of that other gender that you thought you were, but now apparently you, you realize the real you, who you want to be now. And, and so let's start with this. And then, you know, the time will come where we have surgery and, and we'll alter your body. And, and so this is like science fiction song, but, but when you lose common sense and when you're living in spiritual darkness, um, Things that would just be seen as child abuse, which is what this is, um, they're, they're, they're normalized in the minds of many. And, and, and there's just no end to where man will go when he's, when he's in the darkness. And, and then he can start to defend that and, and, and try to convince himself and others that, well, no, you know, equal rights. You know, uh, that six-year-old, uh, we, we can't oppress that six-year-old. Um, if that six-year-old boy thinks he's a girl, then um, we need to uh, we need to assist him along the path to surgery. But I'll tell you what, Tom, nobody does that with somebody that I'm aware of anyway. Nobody does that with somebody who's anorexic. I've never heard somebody say, "Well, you know, you're anorexic. You need liposuction. Come on, let, let's let's give you liposuction." Because I'm sure there'd be people who are anorexic who would go for it if they were told uh, the way that society's pushing this transgender ideology. If they were told, you know, that people who are anorexic need liposuction. And you say, well, that's crazy. They would never do that. Well, it's not as crazy as what's going on with a transgender ideology. That's crazier. So, you know, um, it is a very dark, dark time in America um, from that standpoint. And, um, you know, we just need to pray. We need to pray for a spiritual revival because it's only with sanctified reason then that man can break free of some of these strongholds, these mental lies that, that, that are, are propagated. but um, you know, they don't carry any water in their buckets. They, they, they don't deliver any peace. Um, you know, they did a survey or a study, rather, of like, I think maybe, uh, I forget how many um, transgender individuals, I think this was done in Sweden, and I believe the suicide rate was something like 300 times as, as, as great as it is for, you know, for others. I mean, it, it's a dead-end street to pursue your transgender uh, your, or your gender confusion. It's a dead-end street. 
Um, just like it's a dead-end street to pursue adultery, um, fornication, homosexual behavior, lying, cheating, election fraud. I mean, you name it. Uh, you know, uh, there are plenty of sins out there, but there's only one Savior. You know, Dan, we are told during the pandemic to we have to believe science, right? It's all about science. We can't do anything unless science tells us what to do. But then the hypocrisy comes when we disregard science when it comes to, like you were mentioning, with the uh, transgender issue. You know, we, we don't believe science anymore. We don't believe that somebody born a boy or born a girl is that. Therefore, we, we neglect science when science mm-hmm. tells us, you know, biology tells us. And then we have to neglect science when it comes to abortion. The, the, mm-hmm. the baby's not life. You know, when does life start? You know, that most asinine conversation yeah. ever was at what point does life begin? When does life begin? And we all know in science, you know, the single cell is the simplest form of life, you know? And right. so that's where you start to get that. When you look at things of the world, it becomes muddy, it becomes confused, it becomes nonsense. And when you look yeah. at things through a biblical perspective, there's clarity, there's reason, and everything lines up like it's supposed to. And when you yeah. take your eyes off of God and you start looking at the world's perspective, things will get muddied. Things will get, yeah. um, you know, confused and people will start to sit there and comes up, come up with all kinds of things. You know, I remember when the, uh, you know, Kavanaugh had his Supreme Court nomination hearings, and there were those accusers that allegedly came out, you know, the fake accusers that yeah. came out. And then all of a sudden it was, we believe all women. Well, then when Tara Reid comes out, it's like, no, we don't believe her. Well, what happened to believing all women? You see, you start to flip-flop on things, as we see all yeah. the time with politicians. You know, they're like, you know, um, jellyfish that just bob with the ebb and flow of the ocean tide. And so, you know, no spine whatsoever. And so you start to get to the point where, yeah, you can see where people who aren't grounded and, and, and that's just for a moment. Let's live in the reality of the world for a moment. If you're not even grounded in any ideology whatsoever, none, you don't have a grounded foundation in a belief of anything. Yeah. You're going to be like that jellyfish. Oh yeah. And Bob ebb and flow with the tides. Now let's say you ground yourself in a foundation. That is something other than maybe a biblical foundation, then it's going to be flawed even more because there's flaws in all those things that people like to ground themselves in, whether it be, you know, uh, save the earth. You know, we're going to save the earth and be environmentalist and tree huggers. You know, if we ground ourselves in that, we're flawed in our, in our, in our belief. If we're going to, you know, get into spiritual mysticism or other things like that, and we're going to do yoga and we're going to do all these other type of things, or if we're going to get involved in other religions or maybe no religion at all, you know, you start to still have flawed theology and flawed ideology backing you. And, you know, people still like to, you know, make fun of people that believe the Bible and accuse them of things and say, oh, you know, the Bible doesn't say this about homosexuality or doesn't say that about abortion, you know, well, tell me where it encourages it. You know, right. and then why are you so quick to push away from something that you might not fully understand? Right. And so that's why nowadays it's even more important for people to get that foundation, because look at you were talking about, you know, voter fraud and some of these machines from Dominion and stuff. You know, what yeah. kind of mind does it take a corrupt mind, obviously, to have the intent of creating something with fraud in mind? I mean, you think about all those Ponzi schemes of the 80s and so forth where people lost all kinds of money and lives were destroyed because of it, and everyone condemned that. But yet the same fraud is being committed on people, and the media just overlooks it. You know, the people that are supposed to be the, the, the seekers of truth just deny it. You know, they're, yeah, they're more, yeah. they're more interested in pers- in pushing UFOs and aliens as truth over election fraud. Um, you know, I posted something yeah. on social media that said something to the effect of the people that four years ago or for four years has been telling us that there was election interference in 2016 are now telling us that there's no way this election is rigged. And I thought oh that yeah, exactly. You know, and I thought that was perfect. And people people bit and they would respond to it and be like, yeah, that's true. There, there's no election fraud. But yet yeah. you're and, and they tried to they tried to debunk the post by further proving the post yeah. and it just, and they couldn't understand it. And then they just give up and, you know, they, they call you names and unfriend you or whatever, but they don't understand the fact that, you know, that's the type of society that we're living in today. Whatever the populace says, we're just going to believe. And if you're not grounded in the biblical ideology, theology, then you're going to be lost just like them. And eventually it's going to catch up because whatever you believe is then going to 
be taken away from you because the infighting and the bickering and the biting like we're seeing with the democratic party today is going to happen yeah. in your world. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that is so true, Simon. And you know, like you said before, the, the hypocrisy is, is just so rank. Um, you know, when you can spend years um, pushing this narrative without a shred of evidence and then with something as important as our election and with, with fraud and collusion, not from some foreign country that was never panned out to be true, but but from people right here, it's like they, they won't even they won't even look at it. And, and I tell you something, it's hard to come up with any other conclusion than uh, that, that there are people on the left who uh, in the media and in big tech um, they don't seem to care about truth. They seem to believe that the ends justifies the means. I mean, what, what other conclusion would you come to when, when they won't even, they won't even address it. And yet they'll spend years on something with no evidence pretending that they're offended by someone interfering with our election. No, they weren't. They, 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 would, they wouldn't care at all about that as long as their candidate wins. And, and so it leads me to ask this question, Simon. I think, you know, I could pose a question both in terms of, of Christianity, but then also what it means to be an American. Um, for example, um, we could ask the question to ourselves or to anyone, you know, do you believe in Jesus as your Savior, and are you committed to living your life for him as, as his follower, as a disciple of him? Now, if a person cannot say yes and, and, and from their heart doesn't believe that and doesn't intend to do that, well, then that person has no right to identify as a Christian because a, a Christian um, is something specific. Uh, a Christian is not just, well, I just believe in a generic God and I do my own thing. That's not Christianity. So you have no right to, to call yourself that. Now, now you're free uh, to, to, to be whatever you want to be. And, and God's not going to force you to be a Christian, but you have no right to call yourself a Christian unless uh, you believe in Christ as your Savior and you're committed to living for him. That's just, um, that's just par for the course. That just goes with it. Now, likewise, if we were to ask the question today, Son, um, to, to ourselves and others, uh, do you want illegal votes to count? Do you want illegal votes to count? Now, Son, I don't know of one person in my family or among my friends, I don't know of one person that could be, but I, I, I don't know who it would be, but I, I'm not aware of one who, who, who believes, yes, I, I, in some cases I want illegal votes to count. I just don't know anybody like that, okay? Um, but, 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 but if a person cannot answer that question honestly uh, from the depth of their soul with, 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 the, with the response, you know, no, I don't want legal voice because I don't care if they're for my, my candidate or the other one. If, if you cannot answer that honestly with no, but instead you take the attitude that, well, that depends on who's getting the vote, then um, you have no right to call yourself an American. You have no right to call yourself an American. After, um, you know, people in our country have shed their blood for our freedom, have shed their blood for our privilege to vote, for our democracy, um, for the right to be able to uh, pick our leaders, and then you are going to so corrupt that intentionally and, and, and then, you know, pretend to still be this, this pious American. They're like a person pretending to be a pious Christian. Even though he or she either doesn't believe in Jesus as Savior or he or she does not intend to live for Christ. Uh, there's no such thing as, as a Christian who, who doesn't want to live for Christ. Uh, now, I mean, we all as Christians, we all struggle, we all fall short, but it comes down to uh, do you believe in Jesus and do you want to live for him? And are you trusting in his, his cross, his grace for your forgiveness? And in America, uh, a key question is do you want illegal votes to count? And so we're, we're coming into that that time right now, son, where, my goodness, um, what conclusion can you draw from Big Tech and from the mainstream media and from many on the left other than they seem to be implying by their silence? They seem to be implying, well, you know, we're not going to worry about uh, election fraud. They seem to be, you know, I'm not going to speak for them, but, but their silence uh, speaks volumes. Uh, if, if all of these affidavits now, that are being made by, by whistleblowers, um, all of these people who've seen things that are just 
almost unbelievable in terms of what went on in the middle of the night when, you know, they shut down the poll, uh, when apparently, you know, they didn't have enough votes uh, to push Biden over the top like they had planned on with the way they'd already rigged the system. But because Trump came in much stronger than they thought, like, for example, in Michigan, what was he up? Something like seven, 800,000 votes. So they had to work all night. I mean, and there are stories of, I mean, like a truck coming in with, you know, tens of thousands, maybe 100,000, you know, ballots or, you know, just major changes in the middle of the night that were going on. Now, these things have to be um, figured out. Now, if that didn't happen, then it didn't happen. I mean, it shouldn't be impossible to figure it out. It shouldn't be impossible to figure out if there was, um, you know, fraud with this algorithm, with this uh, computer software from Dominion. So, my, my sense on, because we do have a lot of very bright people who are, um, I mean, people like Jonathan Turley, who's been on TV, uh, you know, George Washington, um, law professor, um, but, but also uh, Jim Jones, you know, the, uh, 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 the representative, if I'm getting his name right there, um, but, but others, too, who are investigating this and getting, getting down to the bottom of it. And so we'll see. We'll see. Either Donald Trump will get a second term or he won't. But but I'll tell you, son, anybody who thinks a legal vote should count, um, they really should catch a plane, uh, the next plane, really, to whatever country, um, you know, uh, engages in that sort of practice and, and where it's just commonplace and illegal votes are going to count. Catch a plane to that country. They'll probably feel very welcome there. You know, they'll probably feel very much at home there. But that's not what America has ever been. So please don't try and make our country, um, please don't try and make our country some third world banana republic where uh, election fraud is acceptable as long as your candidate is the one benefiting from it. You know, Dan, on a, on a side note, if you go beyond the, the mainstream media and the headlines, you can find some pretty interesting you know, news being done by up and coming kind of journalist people that still have some some integrity. They haven't sell, sold out yet. And mm-hmm. there, uh, one person tried to do an investigation into the pipe burst in Georgia. And one thing they looked at was work orders. And yeah. there's yet to be found, at least what I read, uh, coming yeah. out of Atlanta, work orders to fix a busted pipe on election night. And yeah. so, uh, you know, again, if you further investigate some of these things, people aren't going to like what they might or might not find, may or may not find. Right. Because even right. something like a work order in a public place, you know, with union shop should have been available for people to see. And so, yeah. and then they're also talking about places that the pipe burst may not have even affected the ballots, you know, and, and all that. So yeah. So there are a lot of yeah. things that you can reasonably look at and see, that's the, that's the thing. You can look and have credibility. You might be wrong or I might disagree with you, but you can have credibility with right. sticking with something, maybe admitting it's wrong, and mm-hmm. yet still wanting to believe it, okay? Yeah. Um, you could sit there and say, you know what, I'm glad Biden won. Yeah, there could be election interference, or there could be rigged elections. We don't know. There could be, but I think he won it fair and square. That is more admirable than just to come outright and say, oh, you know, Trump uh, and Russia colluded four years ago, and now there's no, no, now, now, now there's no election rigging or anything going on. There's no credibility in your statements when you say stuff like that. The other other thing that I find kind of interesting is that, you know, people will sit there and they try to justify, you know, wrongdoing. You know, I mean, I think it goes back to probably the Twinkie defense, which was when the guy that assassinated um, Harvey Milk up in San Francisco, you know, the defense attorney ultimately blame the Twinkies. The guy ate Twinkies, and Twinkies therefore caused something yeah. you know, health-wise that caused depression, so he killed Harvey Milk. And so then all of a sudden now the um, the defense in criminal cases became, you know, asinine, you know. And so now it becomes, okay, let's prove that or let's take the side of the convicted and let's put the the one that was assaulted or put the victim on trial. You know, everything became about the victim, and so we have these excuses for people that do wrong things. Look at athletes. How many athletes have done things that are completely horrendous, but yet they're coddled, they're protected, they're uh, brought back into the leagues? You know, how many people have, uh, you know, how many athletes have been uh, convicted or accused or even seen as uh, with domestic violence and oh, other yeah. things, you know, and yet they're brought back into the league? But yet here's the thing, and I think this is one thing that's very interesting, is you can beat a spouse – 
You can beat a child. You can do a number of things. But if you're Michael Vick and you have dog fighting, then that is the unforgivable sin. You know, yeah. and, and yeah. that's and that's where that's where our values are. You can abuse people and it's OK. All we right. welcome you back into the league and you're the superstar and yay for you. But yet or if you're Justin Turner, you can violate all kinds of protocols for covid and you can put everybody yeah. at risk in a World Series celebration. But that's OK. We're not going to do anything to you. But if you're an average exactly. Joe that wants to visit your parents in the hospital or attend a funeral or whatever, then you're the one that's getting life in the electric chair for breaking covid. And that's what we've come to, you know, we've come to the place where we've gotten so crazy that we excuse the behavior of the people that we deem on a higher pedestal and we put up there Mm -hmm. and the average person is just, oh, you're nothing. That's why we see, you know, no criminal charges against these people that were involved in the FBI and their, you know, Russia collusion thing. That's why we don't, that's why Hillary Clinton's still running free, but Michael Flynn, and some of these other yeah. people, you know, have been, exactly. you know, and so it's just ridiculous that people sit there and they continue to want to try to push upon us their ideology and their belief when they're blinded by their own ideology and belief and people that are more common sense minded and more reason minded um, sit and look at it and be like, no, wait a minute, you're flawed, so I'm not going to believe you. And then there's, you know, the name calling, the putting down and all that stuff that goes on from the other side. And it's just that repeats that cycle over and over and over again. Yeah, and, and, and one common denominator among the folks that you're describing there, Son, is they all seem to be about control. They all seem to be about wanting to tell others how, how we're supposed to live. And, 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 they, and they, they're very much about wanting, you know, bigger government and, and fewer decisions that we get to make ourselves. And there's just such a, a polar opposite view if you're a conservative and if you have common sense. Because common sense tells you and history tells you that, that that's not the way that people and nations function the best. Um, when, when you have that sort of just clamping down on, on, on people, but they can't seem, they, they don't seem to be able to help themselves, Son. Um, those who are, you know, socialist minded, um, who have no common sense, uh, because of the darkness that, that is driving them. And whether it's driving them to commit election fraud or whether it's driving them to uh, try to control your life. Um, uh, it certainly is driving them uh, to, to avoid um, the gospel message of salvation through Jesus. That's the furthest thing from their mind. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it, how many conservatives, son, are evangelical Christians. I mean, it shouldn't surprise us when, you know, 80% of the, the, uh, the country votes for Trump. They're doing that not, not because he is this perfect individual, but they're, they're, they're doing that because they're free and they want to remain free in their hearts and in their life uh, here on earth because they know they're going to be free forever in heaven and, and experiencing God's freedom. But they would just soon be free here on earth, too. Uh, and so with the with the sanctified reason that God gave them when they were born again, saved, justified, redeemed and forgiven when they trusted Christ as their savior, the Holy Spirit came to live within them. Um, they were set free. And boy. Um, you know, Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when you listen to a leftist speak and all the control they're about, and many times the lies that they, they, they come out of their mouth, um, you know, I mean, boy, uh, it, it's just, uh, it's stunning, you know, and just the polar opposite sign, you know, night, night and day difference. Yeah. And there is a difference, uh, Dan, between somebody who struggles with a sin or a particular behavior Versus an overall belief of accepting it. Okay. For example, if you believe that abortion is okay, I would take offense that I would take offense to that and say that is anti Bible. Okay. That's anti God. Now, if you're someone that has experienced it, I would say that that's a little different because there's still forgiveness. There's still, you know, uh, restoration. Right. There's still a way to come back. And I, and I don't even mean from a spiritual perspective, but a physical perspective from a mental and emotional, you know, a well-being uh, way. And just because you've gone through that experience, whatever it might be, or maybe you struggle with being, you know, uh, attracted to someone of the same sex. Okay. And that's a struggle for you. But if you're flaunting a lifestyle of it and claiming to be a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. that's another thing. So right, that's, that's exactly. the thing to, to kind of keep in mind when we have these conversations from my perspective is that if you, yeah. if you flauntly accept something as a whole, yeah. 
then I think you're flawed. If you go through right. something, because Satan will tempt us and Satan will attack us and he'll use our weaknesses against us. And we have to make sure that we don't kind of throw out the baby with the bathwater with these conversations, because there are people that legitimately experience temptation and struggles in areas yeah. that yeah. individually, you know, we need to come and embrace and walk alongside and help. But when you talk about things of the country, when you talk about things of the church, when you talk about the greater things that affect the, you know, the whole, that's where you have to take a stand, I think, and be able to speak out against some of these things because they are against the Bible and you can't serve both God and man. You can't have one foot on earth and one foot in heaven. You have to pick. So either you're for it or you're against yeah. it. And the Bible's very clear about that. Yeah. Well, that's right, Simon. This is where one of the many things the Bible does to help us get free and then live free lives is it gives us the, the, the correct terminology to use when describing ourselves. You notice that the two questions that I asked a moment ago, you know, it, it boiled down to a person who would self-identify as, as, a, uh, as a Christian or a person who would identify as an American. Well, you don't just get to do that unless there are certain things that are met. And, and likewise, um, you know, you're, you're talking, Son, about the difference between somebody who's struggling with sin versus somebody who's just blatantly diving into it. And what's interesting in the Bible, uh, for example, in First uh, Corinthians, when it talks about this list of those who will not inherit the kingdom of God, it talks about uh, slanderers and, and swindlers and, and, and drunkards and adulterers and homosexual offenders. Well, these are labels, Son, that are not being put on Christians, but they're being put on those who are living for those things rather than living for Christ. So if you're a Christian and you struggle with something on that list, uh, maybe you're, you're, you have a loose tongue and, and you, if you don't watch it, you end up slandering people. Well, you're not a slanderer biblically unless you want to be a slanderer, unless you want that to rule your life, um, unless you, you want that sin to dominate you. But, but that's not what Christians want. Um, because of the one who's in us, we don't want sin to dominate us, and we don't want to be dominated by that sin that may seem, or it may, may be, let's say, our greatest weakness. And, and it could be any of those sins on the list. So you make a very good point, Son, about the distinction between the person who is living without repentance um, and the person who's just, uh, and the person who's trying to live for Christ and who's sorry for their sin. Um, you know, you know, the Bible says whoever conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And so it's about confessing, but also renouncing. And, and you're, you're really, um, making a very good point there, son. So that, I mean, we, we all need to have hope, don't we? I mean, we, we don't want to feel condemned or be condemned because we may still struggle with a sin. Um, but, but that's part of the Christian life then, isn't it? Seeking to say no to the things of the flesh. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you made that distinction there, Son, because we have to do that so that people don't just um, throw their hands up in despair and think, well, what's the point? I mean, I'm never going to be perfect. Well, no, you're not, but Jesus was in your place. And so that's the motivation now as a forgiven sinner uh, that motivates us to want to live for the Lord in, in the way we use our, our speech and our body and our life, etc. Well, Dan, I think it's going to continue to get interesting over the next few weeks. There's a lot of things going on, and um, you know, week by week when we get together, we never know what it's going to be like, but we know that our faith is in God. Our uh, ultimate destination is heaven. The things on this earth will pass. It might not be an easy road. Yeah. It might be a struggle, um, but we know that in the end, if we are true believers, then... Um, then we know our destiny is heaven and paradise. And if we're not true believers, maybe now's the time for all of us to check ourselves. But, you know, I think of, again, the people like Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters and even the, you know, Joe Biden and some of these people that are, you know, pushing the 80 and in their 80s. You know, their time here on earth is done pretty soon. You know, nobody lives forever. We're only guaranteed so much and only God knows the numbers of days that we have left. But if we don't check ourselves and if we're not praying for those, that we know that might not be saved, you know, then I think we're missing out on an opportunity because even though we may not like some of the leaders, 
And even though their actions might dictate or their actions right. might say something opposite to what their belief is, you know, like Joe Biden saying he's a Catholic, but yet put, pushes abortion. I'd have to question that. Um, right. We still should pray for them and we should still pray yeah. that God intervenes and uses them and ultimately pray for of their course. salvation. Because, yeah. you know, I've often thought over life, the missed opportunities that I've had to share with others and to think yeah. that maybe I was that one opportunity, and now maybe because I missed out on that opportunity, you know, perhaps you know they're condemned to hell because of it. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's yeah. just my own in, internal thinking. You know, whether true or not, it's another story. Right. But you know, we can't we can't make we can't miss these opportunities, and no, so you know, no. there needs to be a divine intervention into our lives. And that's yeah. only something God can do, and that's only something that we can allow him to do because we have the choice to reject him or to accept them. But we need to be praying. We need to be seeking. We need to be reading the Bible, mm-hmm. and we need to be checking ourselves and then praying for those around us that, you know, we can come together as a body of Christ and rise up and defeat Satan, who is the ultimate enemy that's using the people of this earth to do his will. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, such a good point, Son, and, and it reminds me of the Bible verse, make the most of every opportunity. And, uh, you know, there was a famous missionary who said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And, and that's what I heard you saying a moment ago, Son, in terms of trying to make the most of those opportunities. And like you say, I mean, we've all missed opportunities, and, and, and that can uh, hopefully then motivate us to, um, you know, try to try to take advantage uh, the next time we have an opportunity because we'll realize that many times though they're they're here briefly and then they're gone, and and so this is why why we're here. And, and another good point you made, Son, was just um, the importance for us to pray for those that we may disagree with politically or or even you know in spiritual matters or maybe somebody we disagree with in our family. Um, you know, there's a reason why why you know Jesus taught to uh, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Because we're not going to be free in our hearts if we don't. Uh, we'll be all tied up in bondage, holding grudges, um, you know, starting to let hatred seep into our heart. And, and there's no place for hatred uh, in the life of a Christian whatsoever. I mean, the Bible says whoever loves God and yet hates his brother, he's a liar. Um, you know, I mean, how, how, you know, if he doesn't love his brother who, who he has seen, the Bible says how can he love God who he hasn't seen? So, so hate is, is just completely incompatible with um, the Christian life and knowing the Lord. And so if we ever find that hatred is uh, starting to grow in our heart, maybe a seed was planted when something happened to us, uh, maybe a listener today can, can remember a time maybe when you were um, offended or hurt by someone and maybe um, a, a seed was planted and, and, and maybe that, that seed of, of, of bitterness, uh, or I should say that the seed of, of, Anger uh, grew into like a tree of like a grudge, and it's producing the fruit now of bitterness. Well, that tree can be chopped down. If you'll begin to pray pray for that person, my friend, uh, you say, well, I don't feel like praying for them. Of course not. But just begin praying for them. And, and, and the Lord understands what you're doing. Uh, he understands that with your will, you're seeking to obey him, even though you don't feel like praying for them. But you'll, you'll find that, that your anger, that bitterness, it, it will start to dissipate. Um, that, that tree of resentment will get torn down. That doesn't mean you'll necessarily be buddy-buddy with them or ever hang out with them or whatever, but you need to be free from that fruit of bitterness because the fruit of the Holy Spirit that God wants to produce in your life when he saves your soul and starts to give you sanctified reason and then begins to produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control sound like pretty good things. You know, we all, we all aim for that, but God can give it to us. But it's only as we abide in him. You know, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. So I know, Son, that every listener today, I'm sure every one of them would say, hey, I'd love to have the fruit of love all the time and joy and peace and patience and kindness. Well, hey, then we need to go to the Holy Spirit. Well, we need to go to our Savior, Jesus, and ask him to forgive us. Uh, We need to then seek to be emptied of self so we can be filled with the Spirit. And ask God to do that, uh, because Jesus said, if you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, um, this sanctified reason that God gives us through the Holy Spirit, Son, is a beautiful thing, and we're all just learning as we go here, and, and uh, we don't always get it right, um, and there are a lot of challenges, and today's world has plenty of challenges, but um, with God on our side, in Heaven as our home, 
um, you know, we don't ever have to give up. You know, that's one thing about, you know, even President Trump. I mean, he's not giving up on, on this election, and neither should any American. I don't care if you're on the right or the left. If you're an American, if you're an American, then you don't want illegal votes to count. And if you're calling yourself an American and you want illegal votes to count, then you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because that's not compatible with being an American. You probably need to find another country or ask God to change your heart uh, so that you don't want illegal votes to count, whether it's your candidate or somebody else. And, and you'll know that you're qualified to be an American, at least in part, by, by being able to answer that question honestly and say, no, I don't want them to count. Because any heart that has been so corrupted to the point and, and, and lacks that kind of integrity, um, that's not American. That, that's not what, it, it, that's not what our, our nation was founded to be. Uh, any more than a person can say, well, you know, I'm a Christian, but, um, you know, I don't care if I go against my conscience. I don't care if I go against God's word. Hey, I'm forgiven. I can do whatever I want to do. I can live like hell on my way to heaven. Oh, really? Uh, where, where did you ever read that in the Bible? You know, uh, now we're all going to fall short, but you better reread the Bible, you know, and, and you might want to stop using that term Christian if that's your mentality. So um, God loves you. He loves all of us. But uh, the terms we use, son, are important. They carry a lot of meaning. And, and God gives us wisdom as we dive into the word of God. And uh, he teaches us a lot of these things, but we've still got so much we need to learn. Dan Delzell, thanks so much for your time and uh, for your conversation. We appreciate it, your thoughts. Uh, Dan Delzell, author of the Christian Post and a uh, pastor at a church in Papillion, Nebraska. And uh, Dan, uh, again, we'll get uh, together next week, God willing, and uh, we'll see uh, what topics are out there for us to tackle and see how things may or may not have changed from our conversation here today. Oh, I'm sure it'll be a wild week. I mean, every week seems to be these days, Son, and so there'll be plenty for us to talk talk about then, I'm sure. But uh, thank you for uh, having me again today on this uh, special podcast that you have here on Sanctified Reason. It's been a real joy and delight, and I'll look forward to that again next week, Son. And for those of you listening, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend, and until next time, God bless.